This is a Baby Brunch podcast. This podcast is proudly brought to you by FedHealth. FedHealth's FlexiFed 2 and 3 options offer superb maternity and childhood benefits, including its free FedHealth baby program to see members through their pregnancy and parenting journeys. Choose FedHealth for trusted medical aid cover that gives you choice, flexibility and control, and that will be with you through every stage of your family's unique journey. FedHealth, we let you be you. I am so excited, Baby Brunch. We have a very, very special guest. Tuli Madonsela. Prof, I don't even know how to introduce you because your CV, I've got 100 pages here of everything. I just want to say what a privilege. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for willing to, being willing to speak to us. Chair in Social Justice at Stellenbosch University. I was a Marty. Uh, I studied drama. So it's, it's wonderful to know that I can speak to a mother and an author. And do you know that the projects and the things that you do makes us want to be better? So thank you very much for creating things and using your talent for good so that all of us have got mentorship and that we can look up to someone. Well, thank you for the privilege and greetings to everyone who watches this show. Oh, Professor, I have a hundred questions, but I'm not going to take up your time too much. When I heard that you have written, created, and thought of a children's book based on what we're going to be discussing today and how it was developed and how it started, I was just so encouraged. I just thought, you know what, the, the first thing I thought was 2020 brought so many challenges, but then also it gave us as parents and as media makers and people of influence a lot of opportunity to really do our best, right? How long ago did you know that you wanted to start a children's book? And it's been a very long time. And uh, for a very long time, I wanted to write a children's book to transmit the fables and proverbs that I grew up listening to. But it took the birth of Melogutle, my granddaughter, to really make it a serious, serious um, project. And I was on a plane from London watching a movie, Christopher Robin. And as I watched that movie, it came to me that Mello has this elephant of hers that has been named Nzinga uh, after Angola's princess Nzinga, who was a powerful woman and, and of course, uh, who love powerful women. And my daughter, my daughter's nickname, Wenzile, is Nzinga because she had a book about Nzinga when she was small given by an American friend. So when I watched this movie, it occurred to me, why not have a relationship between Melogutli and the elephant? And they start talking about how Melo, the little princess, is here for a purpose. And truly, children are all princesses. I was reading something about Serena, the tennis player, who said she had always dreamt of being a princess, but she's not raising her daughter as a princess. And I said, no, 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 no. Every daughter must be a princess, a celestial mm -hmm. princess. But princesses are not the same. Princess Zinga, for example, was a warrior princess. 
but there are the princesses who would be just sitting in the castle and 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 just being beautiful. So I think the book and the notion of being a princess is about allowing every girl to be exactly who they are and to rejoice in what God has given them, whether it's the looks or talents or the positioning in the family. Mm. They must embrace it because inside that there's a gift. Storytelling means so much to all of us as children. I remember as a kid, my dad used to tell the story of Boomflachter and Boomtrekker. These were characters that never existed that he obviously made up, but they had the ability to plant trees, you know, and he would tell them in Afrikaans and he would almost celebrate the way that he was talking about how they could, you know, they had strong powers and they, what, what kind of impact and what's your memory of stories growing up? Because just the way you're speaking and telling us the story about how the book was, it's, it's like you're telling us a story and I can't help but just listen. Oh, thank you, Elena. Well, story time was the most joyous time in my family. And I do say in the book, I'm not sure whether it was because that was the only time we were allowed to sit and do nothing or it was the stories themselves. But I suspect it was the stories themselves. Uh, there were two things about those stories. It was, um, there was always a lesson in, in that story. And we also got an opportunity to tell a story because the same stories were told over and over and over. And unlike the way we do it these days, where we read to our children when they're sleeping, in our case, storytelling was a fireside chat. We, we could look at each other face to face sitting around the fire and, um, and telling these stories. My favorite stories uh, are mentioned in the book, but I would say that um, the ones that have an impression on you are the ones that teach you what to do and what not to do. And, and therefore they build your character. Mm. And one of the stories that I tell in the book, and is a bit of a mistake there, is how the Darcy lost its tail. I think that story has been told over and over and over that the Darcy was lazy. It kept asking different animals to go and look for uh, a tail for it. Or the tails were free to collect, but the Darcy decided it's lazy, it's going to sit in one place and, and others should go and collect. And others forgot. And the monkey, instead of uh, forgetting, just gave itself two tails. Um, there's the stories about greed, Gimba was one of my favorite stories uh, because Gimba was asked to go and collect food for the village and then he ate all of it and the food came back to embarrass him as a form of excrement that turned into a little person. So those were the kinds of stories. But there were also stories about kindness, mm. the rule of kindness, a girl who was kind to an old woman who was blind and um, she helped this old woman and in the end, she was turned into a princess. So we have a lot to learn and to explore and to adventure and to live through. And I don't want to make light of the fact that, that this book was created because of a little person of, you know, I think my children are my highest achievement. 
I can do anything in life, but when it comes to them, I can feel how I have the strength and the energy to just want to do more and create more. And I, I've got your press release in front of me. It, it says, our little princess, Melo Kutle, Melo. <laughs> My first biological grandchild had just arrived in much funfair. Now, I want to unpack that, doing something for, because one would imagine that you have a legacy because you've done so much for our country. And then you go on to like be the coolest grandmother ever, right? <laughs> like, I want to say, Chili so Madonsela is my Oma. <laughs> like, what on earth? What, what is that where you feel that even though you've done so much in life and that we've really seen, as a country, we've really seen your best side. What makes you go on to say, I want to also be the best that I can be for my little person, for my grandchild. But through that, we're going to talk about the book now, but through that, you are doing so much for other children too. Well, firstly, it, it is because um, your generation is doing much better with parenting. We parented without really knowing the psychological part of, of mm -hmm. raising children. And so my, this book, it's a collaboration between myself, my daughter, her husband, Kulegile, and her, and her father-in-law, who's like your father, by the way. He has made up a fantastic story or a couple of fantastic stories. And um, we don't get the time to look after our grandchildren. My mom helped me as a mother and my daughter is just, you know, doing all of this by herself. So the best I can do for her and for other children is just to contribute to the upbringing process mm -hmm. because, you know, it doesn't really matter uh, what we achieve as humans, that we can go to the moon, we can go to Mars. If in terms of our character, we are worse than animals, then our life on this planet is unsustainable. So this book is really about character. It's about loving others. It's about loving yourself first and embracing who you are, even if you are different. Like the elephant is different and she, she has to embrace herself. Mm -hmm. um, Melo will, off, will always be different because every child is different. She has to embrace herself. Mm -hmm. But above everything, it's about loving other human beings, loving animals and being at peace with the environment. You mentioned it, and now I have to ask, right? So the juggle is real. How did you manage to build a successful career, influence people for good, and raise children with your mom? Well, my mom was there for a short while, and she was extremely helpful. Uh, and I'm raising children is the most important job we're given on earth. Improving the world out of them doesn't make sense if the world that you have contributed to is in Tatars. Yet raising children is the most difficult task because there isn't really a playbook on how to be a parent. In fact, they give you lessons in the early stages. You get lessons mostly around how to feed them, how to ensure that there's good hygiene so that they don't get sick. There's not a lot about mental hygiene of your children. So I look back and I say, 
there are certain things I would have loved to have done differently. But having said that, I believe, because I'm very spiritual, I believe that what my children went through was what God meant them to go through. And that everything that we've gone through, their father passing and me becoming a single parent, was meant to be the kind of crucible to, to build them to be the diamonds that they've grown to become. I wish you long life on the passing and what you're saying is beautiful that that everything in life happens for a reason right what a big cliche but how true right about the book melo's kingdom by the way this is professor i have to say this is really value for money because it's not (laughs) it's not just one story it's a whole book of stories and they are really sweet so i'm going to show you the cover again if you're looking for it that's the book and it's, th- does Melo really look like this? <laughs> There's a story about, well, her hair hasn't grown that long yet, but. Because someone had know, to draw this, right? <laughs> somebody had to do their best. But also having watched the movie Christopher Robin, we didn't want the character to look too much like Melo. Okay. Because if you watch the movie Christopher Robin, you, 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 you would realize that Christopher Robin was based, based on a real kid. Her name, his name was Christopher Robin. But after fame became too much for the little one, they decided to abandon his name, Christopher Robin, and use his nickname. We also want Melo to have some privacy, and, and therefore the character didn't have to look like her exactly, exactly, so that she can go through spaces without people noticing that she's the kid on the book cover. Do you have a copy with you right now? I do. Okay, so, so Professor, while I'm paging to my favorite page, um, you have to also, Professor is reaching for her book. Okay, so this is Mellow's, Mellow's Kingdom, Storytime Adventures in the African Bush. Okay, there's yours. Okay, all right. So my favorite story, I've chosen one already. I want you to read only the first page of, this is Queen Nzinga's story. So page 10. This is Queen Nzinga's story. In a land far away, there was an elephant king called Nene, who was getting old and needed to find an heir to the throne. He had three daughters, but according to tradition, only a male could rule the kingdom. The king searched the land and chose three young warriors who impressed him the most. The king was known for his wisdom and had a task for the three men to fulfill. He gave them each three seeds and send them on their way. They had to grow the seeds and bring back what they'd grown three years later. At that point in time, all returned. The first one brought only one tree with no fruit. The second one boasted fruit from all three trees. The third warrior approached with his head in his hands and explained that Despite taking really good care of the seeds, none of them germinated. 
you had no tree and no fruit. Amen. And that is the story of this is Queen and Zinga story that you can find in Melo's Kingdom. And it does continue. So if you want to find out the rest of the story, you're going to have to get the book, which is really, this is really amazing. I want to ask. So on each page, there is a summary and there's a conclusion that teaches our children something. And I thought it was really beautiful. Like at the end of this story, there's a prayer and it says, dear father, you know, and it speaks about how, spe- how special we are. It talks about our gifts. It talks about our talents. I looked at some of the others and I made a note at one of my, my other favorites. And um, I'm reading it from, from this page and it says, dear God, thank you for your blessing, for blessing me with gifts and talents to do certain things really well. Help me to use my gifts to do good to others. Amen. Now, I tell you why this is so significant, because my daughter watched a movie the other day, and she said, Mommy, the one thing that I'm good at, and I said to her, no, you, you are good at many things. You know, you are so good at... And in this summary and conclusion and this affirmation and prayer for our children, you summarize it beautifully at the end of the story that's about the animal kingdom and that talks about respect and how, how just like leopards and leopardology, our children can adapt and just, and just be. Why was it so important for you? Because I've never seen this. I've never seen how a story about a kingdom, because there's many stories written about animals, right? I have never experienced a book that talks about animals and that the summary is almost holy and affirming. It's deliberate that in addition to transmitting the wisdom from African fables, we also help our children to be God anchored. And again, it wasn't going to be preaching to them. It was to look at the lessons from the animal story and then pull out some biblical lessons. It could be a verse from the Bible, it could be a proverb from the Bible, or an affirmation for themselves. Because at the end of the day, we're hoping that the little ones will find themselves in this book. They will grow, firstly, believing in themselves, believing in their families and society, and believing in God. And I do think that no matter how old a person is, they can find something in this book that reminds them that whatever they are, wherever they are, the creator put them there for a purpose. They just have to find that purpose and they just have to embrace who they are and give themselves to this world as a gift. In life and in politics and even writing this book, when things get really hard and tough and when you're not sure, what gives you reassurance? It's always God. I am lucky in that from my days as a kid, I was raised as a Seventh-day Adventist and, and therefore my whole life was always anchored in God. But strangely, I'm somebody who at some stage became an atheist, then an agnostic, then a Christian scientist, then back to Christianity. And again, I can't say to anybody that I've found the truth. I would say to people, I've found a truth. What I know is there is a God. 
what you call him is your right. But there is a supreme intelligence that looks out for us. And I also always know that this too will pass because it really does. Professor, I wrote down a hundred questions and I didn't ask one of them because I'm just so happy to see you and I could ask you anything that I want. And it was about the book and our children and you. And I want to thank you for your time. And I want to thank you for the example that you are for women and for our children and for your grandchildren and your daughters and sons. And thank you for making something that we can hold. I can say that I've touched a bit of Professor in my hand and I'm holding some of your knowledge. You have to get the book. It's called Melo's Kingdom, Storytime Adventures in the African Bush by Tuli Madonsela. If you told me 10 years ago that you'll write a children's book, I would have never believed this. By Tuli Madonsela with Wenzile, Kulekile and Zedikaya Msimanga. Thank you for your time. It's been a huge privilege and honor. This podcast is proudly brought to you by FedHealth. FedHealth's FlexiFed 2 and 3 options offer superb maternity and childhood benefits, including its free FedHealth baby program to see members through their pregnancy and parenting journeys. Choose FedHealth for trusted medical aid cover that gives you choice, flexibility and control and that will be with you through every stage of your family's unique journey. Fed Health. We let you be you.